Now. Isn't it getting late? Episode 77, welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where the only thing we love more than a sexy pair of granny panties is the sexy grannies themselves. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And, uh, are you a granny fanny? And you just got, a little, you just got a little peek behind the curtain of Mike's uh, love life. And you just got half a chub. <laughs> <laughs> Full. How are you, gentlemen? Not too bad. Oh, fantastic. Real good. How are you guys doing? You, uh, good. You've been here together all day. Just, uh, me, Jay, Jen and I had a had a romantic uh, day. <laughs> no, we playing Yahtzee. Yahtzee! Uh, all, all day today. <laughs> just shitting our pants. And What were you guys great. doing today? I, I was in the studio laying down some vocals today. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> you just wanted to make fun of me, didn't you? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> laying down some Vox. Some some books, some books, bro. Sweet. I did my uh, my best uh, David Draymond impressions today, and um, I don't know who that is. Oh, ah, ah, ah. is that? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get them bang, get them down to your wonder bone. Dude, cross between disturbed and like a Hawaiian like war dance or something. <laughs> the haka. Oh my yeah. gosh. Have you ever seen any like uh, like Polynesian groups or? Uh, they do them in New Zealand too. Have you ever seen them do those traditional hakas before? Uh, on TV, I have. Yeah, dude, it's so intense. I'd They're love to see crazy. one in real life. I, like, a... It makes me jealous that I don't live in a culture where we do sweet things like that. Like yeah, you're, you're white. You do, you do I'm, sweet I'm, things. I'm white. This is what I do. This is the coolest <laughs> thing I do right here. I don't. I don't stand like like I, I don't stand around like shirtless with a bunch of dudes That's, in, that in, doesn't sound cool but in white it, suburban america you don't do hakas you do haikus <laughs> and sometimes you do haikus man yeah, right <laughs> oh my uh, god okay anyway yeah i was here uh, i was here all day today I did eight hour vocal session today which is pretty large chunk so so luckily luckily for our listenership mike won't be talking too much uh, tonight. I'm, so, I'm actually shocked that i can talk right now so we'll see tomorrow how i uh, how i feel <laughs> but rock and roll yeah. did you get down with the sickness today i, I did not oh. sarah right. sarah no. was here yeah i think sarah, sarah, was here. I think sarah she, was getting down with the sickness a little bit <laughs> she, she was here early she doesn't even bother to stick around <laughs> no she's just... exhausted she had to do jury duty today oh. and yeah, she, she got she got set to be on the trial uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. that sucks yeah i've never i've gone i've been i've been called for jury duty twice and never had to actually be on a jury so uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, I've never You've had never to do it. Been. Nope. They've Mike's, said, Mike's they, a fugitive at this point. They, they, sent me, uh, they sent me, I shouldn't say this out loud, but they sent me uh, two of the questionnaires you're supposed to send out. It's okay. Nobody is going to hear it. So. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's true. District 9, Macomb. <laughs> They're listening, Mike. <laughs> they, uh, they've sent me two of them, and you're supposed to like do them and send them back, and it's like a, offense if you don't. I just never, Dude, I never have. Dude, you're such a rebel. If I yeah, was a girl, right. I would totally date you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so sexy, especially with that beard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> The humidity in that booth was not nice to my hair today. <laughs> it just looks like a <laughs> terrible. You look like a Q-tip turned upside down or something. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So what about you, Jim? What you been up to? Oh, not too much. Kids are sick again. Oh go, no. Go figure. Well, not really. They're Sadie was puking all over the place last night. She's better today. It's like they. It it just doesn't. It doesn't even affect them. You know, like we get sick nowadays, and it takes you out for like right bare minimum like forty eight hours. It's you, like she's puking all night long, and then she just bounced up out of bed today, like asking for, what'd she ask for? She asked for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, she asked for something like really like the kind of thing you would definitely not want to eat after puking, and she's just like, yeah, I want this. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, whatever, kid. <clears throat> so um, yeah, that's yep. been that's been my last couple of days. Cool, <laughs> just man. Dealing with doing dealing with dad stuff. You gotta yeah. be a cool dad, so yeah. you gotta take care of the kids. Today, today I. Uh, Today I, I dropped Thatcher off in the afternoon and then I was staying on that side of town and uh, that's when I watched my second movie for, for today. <laughs> nice. And I was just like, left Aaron at home with Sadie and was just like, yeah, I'm just going to sit in a parking lot and watch a movie somewhere. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hopefully so. she's not listening to this. Oh, uh, she knew. I told her. <laughs> nice. So anyway, so, yeah, that's uh, what. Before you guys hop any further, I Oh, uh, yes, please. I have a confession to make. What? I... Uh, I don't want to say it, but I have to. Right. So he, I did something today. He mentioned this to me like hours ago, and he goes, I'm not telling you. You have to wait for the show. I'm like, you son I of did a bitch. something today that I haven't done in years yeah. since I was a little kid, right? All right. <laughs> so the past couple weeks, I've been, <laughs> I can't even say it. The past couple weeks, I've been pulling like the 8 a.m. till midnight shifts working, you know, super long days for the majority, for the most part, or, or had something going on. And so I, I live in an apartment. And we're not supposed to be like loud between, you know, the hours of uh, you know, like uh, 10 p.m. and you know, sure. eight, eight, nine o'clock in yeah, the morning. Yeah, the uh, noise ordinance. Right. Type so stuff, yeah. I, I kept saying, "I'll do my laundry tomorrow. I'll do my laundry tomorrow. I'll do my laundry tomorrow." And so I got to the point to where, as of yesterday, I go, "Crap." <laughs> This is my last pair of boxer briefs. <laughs> and you flipped them. Oh, did you flip them? <laughs> no, 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 no. Even better. So, and I'm like, well, I can't wash clothes. It was after midnight. After I got home, I was like, should I go to Meyer and buy some? And then I go, I remember something. So when I moved into the apartment, when I pulled all my dresser drawers out, same dresser I've had for since I was a little kid, right? <laughs> and I, I found an old pair of tidy whities in there, right? <laughs> that I kept, and I was like, I'm not getting rid of these. These are classic, you know? So today... I am wearing those tidy whities <laughs> from as a little kid. What? From a little as a little kid? Well, like <laughs> elementary school or something. Well, not, not no, like sixth grade or something like that. I don't know. What's I don't when I when did I start wearing boxers? They sixth still, grade probably. They still fit you? I are they like? Uh, I, was like I was like six foot in this in this fifth grade. <laughs> wow! I can't. Are they the, the, the classic where they do they have the like the mustard yellow and blue striper? <laughs> no, on they're, they're they're the Hanes with the. <laughs> oh man! Where the, where the underwear they were, they were thirty six. I, I rock a thirty eight, so I stretched them out. I made it work. 
it's, oh my God. it's interesting. Well, you have to show us. It's, in, it's interesting. <laughs> you, you got you to gotta show us now. Oh, he's doing it. Okay. Let's, oh, God. <laughs> off comes the pants. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Doesn't that feel terrible? It is. It's like the whole time I feel like I'm wearing, uh, like I have a wedgie. Yeah, and like slash, it like squeezes thong. at the top of the thighs. Yep. And like, yeah. oh, I mean, man. I can't even stand it when my boxer briefs get all like no, up in your shit. And it's like, that same feeling all day long. Oh, oh god, that's, that's the worst. That's what I've been dealing with today all day. Oh, and so I'm gonna get home tonight. What's interesting is that I have a 10 a.m. recording session tomorrow. You can't do. I'm gonna get home tonight at like. Two o'clock in the morning after we're done packing up from the podcast and that, I, I don't have extra uh, whitey tighties to wear tomorrow. So, next step, dude. Well, what? I would have rather gone commando than what you're doing right now. Oh, this is exciting. Okay, <laughs> so is commando. Keep When's the last time you done that? Like, you should put on some sweatpants. Go commando. <laughs> I'll be oh, hitting my... up the mire. I, w- I I admittedly I went commando for a full day like a week ago. Not out of any, like, it, it wasn't because I didn't have anything to wear. It was like I was in such a rush that yeah. I was just like, I don't even have time to put underwear on. So I just, <laughs> I went commando for a full day. It was kind of, like, uh, invigorating. You know? I, uh, I had to go commando at work one time. We were uh, we were out in the house of God, Michael. In the house of God, we, <laughs> Come on, there was, uh, we had a flood. We had a flood. Uh, the, the, the sewer system around, not the sewer system, but the drainage system around our, our building is terrible. Yeah. And when it floods really bad, it goes all the way up to our front steps. Uh-huh. And so we're always out there trying to like unclog the drains or whatever, because there's a lot of debris that doesn't go down and whatnot. And so soaking wet, absolutely soaking wet. And um, I it got to the point where I was like, I had a pair, a pair of pants that was from. In my car, yeah. But I didn't have another pair of boxers, and I was not going to put. It wasn't going to happen. So yeah, commando. House of God. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Right. Anyway, so now you that think now grannies that... go commando often. Grannies? Oh no, yeah. 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 Well, one does that we know of for sure in mm. one of the movies we're mm, talking about true. tonight. So it's true. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, now that we've given you the the visual of us without underpants <laughs> and grannies without underpants. Let's talk about some other disturbing things. Things we got wrong last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! Uh, okay, uh, a couple things here. Uh, Hellraiser Judgment is number 10 in the series. Oh. We couldn't remember which uh, which number it was. Um, you, I have to, um, this is my own correction here. You were absolutely right last week. About what? Uh, when, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was talking about famous French actor Jean Reno, I totally called him Jean Reno and tried to play it off. <laughs> And uh, I, it, yeah, it didn't work. I totally called him. You didn't have to do this. You know, know. you didn't have to. I know do I didn't. It. You could have just played it off. Um, also, David S. Goyer did not direct all those movies we said he ruined. Uh, Batman, uh, Batman v Superman. Uh, you uh, said he I know. Ruined. I, I'm yeah. just saying he did write them all though. Okay. Zack Snyder was oh, the director okay. for most of them. Uh, so pretty much what this means is that we're still fucked on Master of the Universe because David S. Goyer still wrote it, and knowing the studio, they're just going to get Zack Snyder to direct it. So <laughs> more than likely. <laughs> That's uh, that's all. I got. Is that it? That's it. That's all. All right. Well, this week, uh, as many of you may or may not know, it is it's Women in Horror Month. Uh, we we did a, a Women in Horror Month show last year, mm-hmm. and this biggest uh, it was our biggest episode to date uh, at the time. Uh, was there, it? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was the fastest growing episode at the time. Yeah, and, that way. until we did our uh, daddy issues. Yeah, which just blew <laughs> I don't I don't even know what <laughs> is going on with that episode, but uh, <clears throat> so this this uh, this 
this year for women in horror, I mean, everybody goes through and they talk about their favorite women in horror all month and stuff like that. And some of the unsung heroes of the horror genre are the grannies. It's true. The older ladies, the older gals. They're easily our favorites. Easily our favorites. Of the women in horror. We now know that Mike is sexually attracted <laughs> to them. <laughs> and, uh, and and so we decided for, for this year's Women in Horror Month, we were going to pay tribute to the grannies. Yeah. So uh, in honor of that... Michael, these are stuck in there. Uh, we are, we're, we're drinking our prune juice, guys. We, we're getting our uh, we're getting our our fiber in, so we stay regular. <laughs> Mike Mike went out and got us some prune juice uh, from Breckenridge Brewery, uh, fine Colorado ales. Uh, this is Indian or Imperial Plum IPA. And everybody knows you don't have a prune is just a, a, a type plum. of dried plum. So. That's it. Uh, this comes from the small batch series. I can't imagine why. <laughs> I feel like this why, is going why wouldn't to be... you make plum beer in huge batches? I have this. I, I feel as though this is going to be absolutely delicious. You think so? Yes, I really do. And it's ooh, it's nine percent. Ooh, hello! Ooh, holy smokes! Um, can you crack mine open because I, I want to look up the. Uh... Come on, you stupid! Ooh, My I think I'm right there with good. you. I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be. Yeah, it's like sometimes those weird flavors, you know, like they're, yeah. they're the best. Um, sorry, Ooh, it does have a nice smell there. It does. It does. Have you ever had this one before? I have not. All right, so while James is finding this, uh, hey, Jay, how you doing? Hey. Oh, stop oh, it, guys. Good, Mike. How's everything are going? Okay. All right. All right. I found it. Are you yeah. ready for some plum juice? Oh, I'm ready for plum juice. I like plum juice. Oh, there's nothing. Oh, no, no, none of that. <laughs> this is pillow talk, Michael. We don't do tongues. <laughs> we don't do tongues. <laughs> all right. I'm really proud of you today. You worked so hard. Oh, thanks, James. Singing all those vocals oh, oh, of the rock oh. and roll. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, so man. There was occasional screams in there, like, <laughs> but it was better than that. And he just, you know, I'm, I'm guys, so I proud found of it. Him. You guys you know, can like, stop now. You know, you should have for people that do really good, good things in guys. the studio. You should have cupcakes. <laughs> Take them and have. I like off. them when they're fresh and moist. <laughs> the, the word moist doesn't bother me. Oh, it's, okay. It's when you whisper cupcakes. Cupcakes. Um. So anyway, Imperial Plum IPA brings together the hoppiness and rich maltiness of a well-balanced double IPA with subtle flavors of dark fruit. These flavors combine to produce an Imperial IPA that's mellow, distinctive, and delicious. Plum puree lends fruity, floral notes to the citrusy and slightly spicy aroma of the hops, full-bodied and abundant with malt and fruit. Imperial Plum IPA ends with a dry, refreshing finish. Just I, like most grannies. I, <laughs> extra Gross. dry. It's dry. Extra um, dry. <laughs> supposed to be our whipping in horror. <laughs> Sorry. Well, hey, with, people know what they're getting into when they listen to That's us. That's true. It's true. <clears throat> um, just once, I want to crack a beer and be like kind of questionable about the flavor profile, and then reading it, it's like this beer brings together the bold flavors and such and such and such. It actually tastes like shit. It tastes <laughs> horrible. We Don't. screwed this one up, but we're gonna put it out there anyway. I can think of one beer that we've had on this uh, show that did taste horrible. Which one was that? It was the one that was meant to taste like gin and tonic. Do you remember that um, one? Um, vaguely. It tastes it was like awful. stomach acid or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I think it had coriander in it too, yep, which gives one. it the like that because um, coriander is just cilantro, yep. and cilantro is the worst. So you know. Anyway, right. uh, so this is the Imperial Plum IPA Small Batch Series mm. from Breckenridge Brewery. Absolutely 
delicious. Yeah. I don't mm. get too much of the plum. I get it. I get it on the back end a little bit. Yeah. A little bit in the back it's not, end. It's not very strong, no, it's but not, it's there. It's not crazy strong. It's more of an IPA with hints of the prune juice. Oh, I got a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Went right through you. Uh, no, Woo! it's good. Yeah, that's good. I never would have thought to have a plum IPA. That's interesting. I really like the bottle, too. It's a kind of a classy-looking bottle. It's got vines. I would wear a sweater plum. made out of that. Made out of that, the, that, the vines with the yeah. plums? It looks I, like, would just, I would just paint this on my body. It's like an ugly Christmas card that. that your granny gets you. Yeah. This really works out at every level. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. So why don't we get into the bleed feed? Oh, that's me. Uh, all right, bleed feed. Uh, hey, hey, turn it, turn it down a notch. Drummer boy. <laughs> Don't interrupt right. me. Uh, actor by the name of Tom Heaton passed away earlier this year. Tom Heaton. That Tom sounds Heaton. really familiar. Uh, he passed away earlier this year. His death was not um, uh, talked about very much. Didn't make the rounds until uh, until recently. Now, uh, he played. Uh, Mr. Keen in the 90s It oh, miniseries. Okay. I know that you just reread that, James. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's Mr. Keen. I forget it's, the character. It's, it's funny how, like, we... I, I always I always make it a point to say, oh, I, I read that, oh, well, I listened to the audiobook, yeah. but I've noticed that when people talk about reading books on, like, Facebook and stuff, they mean that they listen to them. So? So, reading... Saying that you read a book has become acceptable now oh. when you're talking about an audiobook. Oh. Yeah. Which is weird. So same, yes, same I did difference. just reread it. You're right. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, he played Mr. Keen in It. Uh, he passed away uh, last month, uh, so I guess not, not too long ago. Uh, he was 77 years old. Uh, he was also in uh, April Fool's Day from 86, uh, A Stranger Waits, The Fly 2, Omen 4, a uh, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, more recently was in um, Slither, the uh, uh, James Gunn flick. So mm-hmm. uh, rest in peace to Tom Heaton. Wait, you said he passed away earlier this year? It was early, uh, last month. I was a little off last month. Okay. I have the article. I oh, I don't, it's only it February. <laughs> it, yes. Yeah, I, yeah okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, uh, Doug Jones is the uh, the next person in line that has uh, voiced his yearning to reprise his role from the original Hocus Pocus in the remake. And the studio has yet to offer anything to any of the originals. All three of the women from the original, I suppose, are... They're chomping at the bit, but yeah. they're wanting to do this made-for-TV reboot, it sounds like. Uh, however, some good news, though, is that uh, Jug, Doug Jones, who played Billy Butcherson... <laughs> Jug Jones. Jug Jones, <laughs> who played Billy Butcherson in the original. Yeah. Uh, he said that the last that he heard, that uh, it wasn't totally off the table to do a 20-year-later type sequel. Mm-hmm. And that they're being pretty hush-hush about it. So it's still possible they could do that. Whether or not they reach out to the original stars uh, remains to be seen. Right on. But, um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we've been talking about Death House a lot. And uh, finally, there is a release date for it. Okay. Uh, Death House uh, is going to see a limited market release on February 23rd. Uh, following going straight to Netflix in April, Blu-ray will be June 5th. So finally, we'll be uh, able to see that. And uh, it's the expendables of horror, as they so lovingly call it. Well, not them. They don't <laughs> lovingly call it yeah, that. They, they hate it. <laughs> uh, this is, Okay, so Jordan Peele confirmed that his next movie will be filming later this year. Uh, so it's going to be similar to Get Out in uh, in tone, because he thinks he, he kind of does a good 
a good mix of the comedy and the horror mm-hmm. and the genre and the you know the uh, social commentary. Uh, that said, though, it's going to be completely different from Get Out. Yeah. So that's all all the news we have. But it's exciting to know that he's uh, uh, starting his new project pretty soon here. Cool. Um, <clears throat> uh, where are we at here? Uh, Brian Johnson. You know who Brian Johnson is? Mm, he's one maybe. of the he's one of the comic book men on AMC. Oh one yeah, of Kevin Smith's crew. Guy with the big beard. Guy with the giant beard. Yeah, uh, the cousin he... of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yes, right? exactly. Yeah, That's exactly. the one. <laughs> just, just just not. Um, so he directed a movie way back in the day called Vulgar. Have you ever seen Vulgar before? Oh, with Jason Mewes. Nah, well Mewes was in it for a bit, but Ooh. Vulgar was the clown. The movie about the clown that got gang raped by a uh, dad and his sons. Who and he's trying the... to put his life together. Brian O'Halloran played the clown. The clown. He played Dante in Clerks. Okay. Have you have you seen this? No, I haven't. Okay. So no, uh, our buddy our buddy Carney has been. I I think it's him. I think he's been telling me to watch it for a long time, and I've never ah. I've never seen it. Well, uh, it became kind of a cult classic afterwards, and it didn't do any business or anything like that. You know, when it first came out, but mm-hmm. it's become kind of like this this huge cult kind of movie. Yeah. And uh, Brian Johnson uh, has just announced that he is in the process of writing the sequel. Vulgar 2. Mm. That's that's all I got. <laughs> there was no other news. A lot of your but news stories are ending with. There that's wasn't, all I've got. wasn't a whole lot of news this week because this week is Toy Fair. <clears throat> so a lot um, of the, a lot of the news outlets are only covering pretty much toy news, and right. that's not something that I have intense to intense. I intend to get into. Um, intensely, intensely, mm. intensely intend to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just fun. Uh, so Kane Hodder. This is fun. I'm glad that we're doing this again. <laughs> Yeah, I'm having fun, guys. So Kane Hodder has been very vocal. And that's all I got on that. Fuckers, listen to me. <laughs> what? Uh, Kane Hodder has been Aren't very you... vocal about his uh, his his disdain that he was not asked to be a part of Freddy vs. Jason. Mm-hmm. And uh, in an interview uh, recently, uh, he actually talks about how much to their um, even though they tried to keep him out of the movie, he was still technically in the movie. Uh, there's a scene where uh, they're in the mental hospital. Uh, I think it's towards the beginning of the flick. And uh, they're watching a movie on a TV in the background. And that movie is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Now, Kane Hodder was the stunt coordinator and stuntman in that movie. And he can pick out the scene that they're watching. And it was actually him acting in the scene of Texas Chainsaw 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> playing on the TV in Freddy vs. Jason. Really? <laughs> so Kane Hodder is technically in... <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's just a fun little tidbit. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's get some blues out of the way. Mm. I just got one for you, pal. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so, Wes Craven, mm. before he became famous for creating Nightmare on Elm Street, of course, he released a little movie called Last House on the Left. Oh, romantic yeah. comedy. Yes, a romantic comedy <laughs> called Last House on the Left. Very disturbing. 1972. Which was remade in what, 2008, yeah. 2009, something yeah, like we've, that? Yeah, we've, we've talked about that on the show before. Yeah, not probably a, not a prob- great, uh, probably a needless uh, yeah. remake, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, Last House on the Left, 1972, produced by Sean Cunningham. Uh, it was just reported that Arrow Video will be putting it out on Blu-ray Very this cool. May. Um, here's a little tidbit here that says, To celebrate... May's Texas Frightmare will have two of the film's stars in attendance, uh, Jeremy Rain and Mark Scheffler, who play Sadie and Junior Stillo from Krug's Gang of Ruthless Killers. Uh, so they'll be in attendance for that. And uh, you can check out the cover art either on Bloody Disgusting, which is where I found it, or on Arrow's Facebook uh, details 
details to follow. Nice. And that's about it. Nice. Yeah, that's not one of those kind of movies <clears throat> you can watch all the time. But no, it's, uh, but I'm it's... sure it's a, something that a lot of collectors want sure. want to have in Absolutely. their in their uh, their Abs- stash. Absolutely. And the the new cover art's pretty cool. Have you seen it? I've not. Here, check it out. Oh, I actually like that a lot. Yeah. That's really cool. You'll probably pick that up, won't you? Eh, yeah, we'll eh, see. Eh, we'll eh. see. All right, uh, my last bit of news is actually pretty exciting. Um, we've been talking about, on the show at least a couple times in the last year or so, uh, that we are feverishly waiting for the next installment you know, to complete the trilogy of Bill and Ted movies. Oh, whoa! Right? So, <laughs> Bill and Ted Face the Music is going to be the third movie oh, man. Uh, that uh, is being written as we speak. Uh, actually, it's probably done at this point. Uh, the writer... Uh, took to Twitter and said that um, William Sadler's character of Death, who ended up being their bass player yeah. mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Wild Stallions, mm-hmm. uh, he is written into the movie, oh, and so sweet. they are bringing the character back. Um, however, they had not talked to William Sadler yet, and so they're hoping that he was going going to do it. Uh, that was yesterday. Today, William Sadler put up a tweet that just says. Have Scythe will travel. Oh, sweet. So William Sadler is back on board, provided that you know everything works out uh, logistically with with him, and I'm sure he's a busy guy. But uh, he's into it. He wants to do it, and uh, that is being directed by a guy named Don. Uh, sorry, Dean Parasot, who directed Galaxy Quest. Cool. So. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, Death was easily my favorite. I think I liked Death more than I liked Rufus, uh, played by um, George Carlin. George Carlin in the first one. So, I don't know. I, I think Bogus Journey is... I think I prefer it to Excellent Adventure. Bogus Journey was the was number two? Yeah. 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 Had Station um, in it. Yeah. Station! station. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I Yeah. I Well, plus, that was the one with... um, When they played God Gave Rock and Roll to You at the end of that movie, yep, yep. I, I think it's the first time in a movie... I, I, I think I've said this on this show before... It's the first time that I ever cried at a movie. <laughs> and it, a and it was no, like, it was that song. I was like, man, this song is like so I had never heard the song leading up to it's a Kiss song. Yeah. I'd never heard the song before that and it was like I was I was so young like and I and I just watched this amazing adventure that they had been on and it had all and then it all came no, to no, the No, it was a bogus journey. A bogus journey <laughs> and it all came to a head with this massive performance of this song and I just remember sitting there in the theater like starting to well up at the at this song and I was like yes uh-huh. it was like tears of joy you know I was yeah. like I just got so overjoyed it was awesome <laughs> uh, not to put a dampener on this but but you're going to but the studio they've been having issues getting the movie made because the studio seems to think that all people want is a reboot with younger versions nope. of Bill and Ted. Stop, jeez. So this is the this is this is the God. battle that they are still currently fighting. It's like they're having trouble getting financing because that's that's all people are saying is oh no people want a reboot and a younger one. No, no, no God, stop. What, so, what is wrong with people? Because you're talking about movies, you're talking about movies that are so old that like there's probably a lot of <laughs> like people that are probably ten years our junior yeah. probably don't even know what Bill and Ted. Not. They don't even know who Bill and Ted are. But they know what- this is a movie made. This is like this new one. It should kind of be. We should be the target audience. I agree. Plus, I don't think we're the, the people with the money who are going to go to the theater. You know. That's true too. Young kids nowadays, they just wait and they steal it online. No kids are going to buy Bill and Ted 3 action figures. That's going to be all us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Like collectors and stuff. That's true. Yeah. No, don't. Um, Plus, Ke- you know, like Keanu Reeves. Keanu's into it. 
like yeah and he's he's amazing in everything he does and and to to get him like it, to have him as amped about it as he as he has talked about being yeah. why would you pass that up yeah no i, I I could see where I could see where you do maybe like a uh, some sort of like time space sort of thing where Bill and Ted like their older versions right now maybe travel back and meet a younger version of themselves. Did you read the the, the synopsis? Because that's exactly what it is. Oh, is it really? It's exactly what it is. Yeah. But don't make those because they've so... gone. They've gone from heaven. They've gone to hell, and they've gone from. Uh, uh, evil and good good and evil or whatever they've done both and well, so now well, they but they've gone back in time too that's what excellent adventure was about you're right there was a i, I would need to read the release again they talk about it in the release so they've done x and x and they've done y and y so now they're going to do x and y or whatever either way i can see if they would like write a story where they go back and meet their younger selves yeah. but don't make those younger selves the f- main focal point of the movie like it still has sure, to be sure. the actual bill and ted you know and and i hate almost hate to say this but de-age them so that they can play themselves again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway. Anyway, that's the uh that is your bleed feed for this Wednesday, the twenty first of February. Boom! That was the news. It was a nice little well, outro. Right, it was right, very yeah. professional. You've been watching the Olympics or something? <laughs> Even though I flooded February. February. It sounded like you put an R in there after like the B or something. What an idiot. That's your bleed feed for this, the twenty first of February. It's like, an R in there, Michael. It's like, uh, well, what the hell is his name? Is that Walter Cronkite that talks yeah, like that? Yeah. February. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about our favorite people of the golden age. The grannies, the grannies. Throughout this dulcy, faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp. And graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Before we start, I gotta I gotta correct myself from earlier. What's that? Because I wouldn't I wouldn't forgive myself if I let it go. It's not Walter Cronkite. It was Tom Brokaw. Ah, Tom Brokaw. It specifically, hold on. Gerald Ford dead today at age eighty-four. <laughs> that's from SNL. Yeah, that's one of my favorite <laughs> SNL skits of all time. Is Dana Carvey doing uh, Tom Brokaw? I can't believe I I flubbed that. Anyway, um. Let's talk about some grannies. Let's do it. Some nasty grannies. <laughs> nasty grannies. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. We wouldn't be uh, we wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for our grannies. Literally. Getting down with our grampies. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then and then their kids getting down with someone else. Oh, that's a sexy thought, Bob and Barb. One day they're oh they're grannies. Mm. Oh, my mom's a granny. That's weird. Oh, your mom is a granny. <laughs> Hot granny. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. At least she doesn't have a great nickname like Jugs Jude. Mm. Yeah, that's my mom. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> so, totally threw you off there. <laughs> no, not really. I'm used to it at this point. All my friends, by the way, call my mom Jugs Judy. <laughs> yes, it's like Judge Judy, except for except for not Judge. It's Jugs. <laughs> my, it's my, like this, but it's not this. It's my that. my friends like to comment on my mother's endowments. That's ah, well, that's what it really boils down. She's to. a lovely lady. <laughs> Guys, stop! 
All right, stop objectifying my mother. So the first uh, the first movie <clears throat> we're gonna be talking about um, was made by uh, a company that does does nothing but love grannies, and that is uh, Troma. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't actually made by Troma. No, nah, it was it was uh, it was put out. It was distributed by Troma. Put out. Speaking of put out. <laughs> Grannies, right? Am I right? Oh my god! All right, so this, so this movie is called Rabid Grannies. Um, I had never heard of this flick before uh, we were going to do this episode. Um, I had only—I think I had only heard about it because of our uh, our buddies over at Beyond the Void. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I th- I think that they did it did this movie a while back. Okay, okay. Um, and I remember them talking about it, and it sounded hilarious and awesome. So I. I suggested it. So, when it comes to movies, though, that Troma puts out, this one is shockingly... Good. Worlds, worlds better than pretty much anything else that the companies put out themselves. Yeah, (laughs) Troma is an acquired taste. I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest Troma fan in the world. Yeah. I don't know. I I I enjoy them. I have to be in the right mood. Like, yeah, they're fun to sit down and watch with, like, some buddies and stuff, but I'm never going to pop in a trauma film and just watch it by myself. Yeah, I mean, I will for the first time watching one, but I'll never rewatch one, though. Right. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I actually really enjoyed this movie. movie. (laughs) Way better than it had any right to be. (laughs) Way better. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, So, uh, a brief brief rundown of this movie. Uh, When given a. when given a demonic present by their black sheep nephew, two kindly old grannies are transformed into demons who proceed to gorily knock off their greedy relatives. Um, so here's, yeah, it's, it's well exactly done, what it well is. Well done on that one, by the way, yeah, IMDb. No shit, right? Um, this movie is is basically, if you smash together Clue with the Evil Dead. Yeah. That's exactly how it felt. Uh, it had like the same, it was made in 88, so it had sort of like a, not modern obviously, but it had that, that, if you've watched a lot of movies from the 80s, it looks like that. It's a familiar time frame for, for flicks. Sure. Um, so it, it looked familiar, like I said, like Clue or, or any of those kind of movies. Um, and that's it. They're just running around a house, and the effects are absolutely incredible. Yeah. For what they are, for yeah, the low-budget monster effects, they're yep. awesome. Yeah, they were that really cool. first transformation scene was like, I, I was like watching this expecting it to just be absolutely awful like every other trauma movie under the sun is mm-hmm. and, I, and i i had to pause and i go holy shit that was actually a really good transformation scene well, uh because uh, like when you mean when her hand comes yeah. out yeah and then the, the mouth the big the giant mouth that opens up and i was it's awesome so i didn't i didn't know uh much about this going into it because i i had listened to that episode before but uh from uh, beyond the void but i i didn't really remember much about it so uh, and they don't typically spoil things as much as we do. So, uh, so I, I kind of knew the the general concept of the movie, but I was kind of expecting it to be more of a like they would become possessed, and then not everybody would find out about it right away. Like yeah, I, did, I yeah. wasn't expecting that first transformation to happen at the dinner table in front of everybody, and There's then no for it to be complete it. chaos. Yeah. But I was so glad that it happened that way, you know. Um, so basically, <clears throat> to give you a little bit more of a rundown, so they know what the hell we're talking about, um, you have these two old old sisters, basically, who are uh, they live together and they share a birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, they get together once a year for the big giant birthday party, and everybody from the family comes. And this movie spends way too much time, in my opinion, introducing each individual character in the beginning. Uh, it's like they each have their own little like short film in the beginning of the... Uh, I mean, it was literally... It was like it was like a minute and a half per person. It just seemed like a lot, though, because there's a lot of people. 
You're so impatient, Michael. Damn it. Uh, there's a lot of people, though, and they all have their own quirks. They all, like, like one of them is, uh, 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 why my my is my head not work? You can't pick one of them and tell us what that per. You can't even just pick one and tell us what well, that person. <laughs> no, like, but you... there's there's a guy. They're all pieces of shit. Basically, yes. there's a guy who uh, basically sells sells uh, weapons grade uh, weapons or uh, yeah. mil- military grade weapons. You're having a great weapons grade weapons. <laughs> And and he's basically like he has a little inter interaction with one of the guys who works with him, and they're basically like praying for a World War Three. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's an asshole, and he looks like Vincent Price. You have the the, um, the younger the younger of the relatives who's like just a giant piece of shit that runs everybody off the road and like drives the sports car. Oh yeah, like his mom had a fortune, but he blew through the fortune, and now he's basically coming back to see if he can get the inheritance, which is the motivation of all these for, people. They really don't them, yeah. they don't they really don't care about these old ladies. They're just coming back to try and like save face because most of them have been written off by these two nice old ladies. Yep. And uh, and they're trying to come back and like get back into their good graces like, so that they can get in on this inheritance. None of them want to come back, except for the priest. Seems like he really wants to in the beginning, but then when he gets there, he's a piece of shit too. Yeah, as soon as <laughs> as soon as he walks in the door, though, he starts talking about how much the the church needs money. Yeah, which you know, whatever. It's I guess it's a more noble cause than most of the other people have going on. Don't roll your eyes at Trust me. Trust me, they don't. <laughs> Uh, but, um, and then you've got like the, uh, uh, you've got the one sister who's, she has, she's bringing her, uh, lesbian lover with her, mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to tell anybody nope. that, or she doesn't want the grannies to know that it's her lesbian lover. So she's passing it off as her collaborator. Yep. Like she's a writer and that's her collaborator. You've got the family with the two little like children who are always fighting with each other and the mom and dad just are kind of, uh, not really too involved with the kids and so stuff. So your standard American family. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're not American. <laughs> You're right. There was it British. Um, well, <clears throat> well, this movie was. Uh, I think this. I, th- I thought this movie was Belgian. Okay. But it says that the French-speaking cast, like in well, the uh, on IMDb, it says the French-speaking cast. Yeah, they um they didn't speak very good English, and so they they did they kind of pulled the Bella Lugosi. Where they, they didn't speak good. They didn't speak good English. <laughs> uh, they kind of pulled the Bella Lugosi though, where they learned a lot of the lines phonetically, which and, is it's crazy to me. Like that's and and actually, like if you watch, they did a. Kind fairly of a good job. job. Fairly good job. But then, it's, the whole movie's overdubbed. But then they had, yeah, they had English-speaking actors come in and overdub these uh, French-speaking actors yep. who were speaking phonetically. I kind of wish I could hear the original, the non-dubbed yeah. version, and just hear how ridiculous it sounds. Well, I'm sure this movie's on Blu-ray, so <laughs> sure of it. It was a joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting, and. and uh, are we missing anybody as far as like cast of characters go? Maybe, but they there's don't the, matter. Like there's there's the, there's the husband, another husband and wife that. Uh, there's the old like the, f- the guy in his fifties who married a a girl in her like late twenties, early thirties, yep. and uh, I think that's I think that's, that's pretty, pretty much, much it. it. Yeah. yeah. Point is though, they all know about it, and they're just scattered around this house while these two demonic grannies are basically killing everybody and eating them and like mm. it's just it's just a romp it's so <laughs> it's so fun like it's 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 every bit as ridiculous as you think that it is oh yeah uh and the demons kind of have like a freddy krueger looking uh thing going on like their skin every now and then kind of looks weird and they have blades for fingers 
And it's, they kind of have like a Freddy Krueger kind of looking. Especially the way they're they're lit sometimes. Yes, that's kind of what I'm talking about. They don't like look in, like it, but no, in certain shots, similar. in certain shots where they do that sort of like vignette around their face, where it's all dark around their face, and then like yep. kind of harsh light on their face, it did get it did kind of come across as like a Freddy Krueger sort of thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's the basic. Uh, that's kind of the basic concept of the movie is everybody just sort of shows up to to try and sweet talk these old ladies yeah. because they think they're going to die soon. What I what I loved about the characters of the uh, grannies though is that they it's funny for being these demonic like possessed grannies they're the two the two of them had fun together. It's like they were it was like they were like best friends going around haunting this place and killing people for sport and it was fun and they were like they had at one point <clears> in time they had a uh, they had a competition to see who could uh uh, get someone to kill themselves. There's a the priest, oh, yeah. I think. Like, like they're oh, actually like, like trying to see who can get the, who can get them to kill himself first. It's like, oh my god, this is well, awful. Well, no, it was they. They had a bet. Like one of them was saying, uh, like basically, you don't see any of this take place, but the agreement seemed to be, I'm going to see if I can get him to kill himself. You try and get him to not kill himself. Yeah. And then okay, they try, yeah, and then they try to appeal to is like <laughs> one of them says, we really like you, so we want you to die painlessly. So just take this gun and shoot yourself and then the other one's like oh no 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 but you know if you kill yourself you're gonna spend your eternity in hell and like they just go back and forth but then they say but then the one that's trying to get him to kill himself is like well if you don't kill yourself we're gonna make you suffer for like a long time we're gonna rip you limb from limb so it's and then when he finally does when he finally does it though the one that lost is like god dang it She's <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed um that's that's kind of the like the them having fun together like just running around this place because mm -hmm. they kind of set that up in the beginning where they they seem like they're best friends they're yeah. going around town shopping together and stuff like that and getting prepared for this party and uh that's the part that kind of their relationship and how they acted once they were demons, that's what really gave me the Evil Dead vibe. Yes. Because they were just, was, like, they were so happy about being demons and just walking around the place killing people. Yeah, there's two There's two parts in particular that made me think of Evil Dead. One is when one of the uh, one of the grannies is sitting on the ground laughing, kind of like how mm. um, uh, uh, Linda was in, not was, yeah, Linda was in the... Uh, and the doorway of Evil Dead. It, it reminded me yeah. almost exactly of it. And then there's another shot where they show a door opening and closing really quick. Yeah. But it was clearly just something at the bottom, just opening and closing. Yeah. But it had that really <laughs> cheap first Evil Dead right. kind of look to it. You know, yeah. super low budget look to it. Um, it's something as simple as a door opening and closing did it. But like, yeah. there's just something well, like that. Well, they also had that kind of, because you know, in Evil Dead, when you can hear the, uh, like the omnipresent voice of the, like the, Underworld, the dead eight, yeah, dead eyes yeah. kind of like yeah. underneath. They had that same thing in this movie where did. you could every once in a while you could hear. And sometimes even the uh, makeup effects just kind of looked like that era mm -hmm. makeup effects. Yeah, you know, for sure. Like, kind of crudely dumb, but still awesome at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Evil Dead meets Clue because you have like it's like <laughs> you have, you have the, all these very di even though they're all kind of pieces of shit, they're all very <laughs> different personality types. They're different the pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some's loose, some's a little bit hard, some. <laughs> Some's got like that weird S shape. <laughs> some ate some prune juice beforehand. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what it is. Though. It's like you're waiting to see who's going to die next, though. Basically, yeah. You know, kind of like how in Clue was. You know, someone's going to. Well, and just the fact too that they're running around a mansion. That's yeah. What, that's yeah. what gives you the Clue vibe too. I, um, I am remembering that right in Clue they did die. No. No. Uh, 
Yeah, I think Somebody, there was yeah, well, there was like did. three three yeah, deaths in Clue or something like that. Wasn't yeah, everybody? Wasn't them, but yeah, but, yeah. Um, and not everybody dies in this movie. Either. Yeah, exactly spoilers. True. But this is from 1988. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, you can find this movie on YouTube, YouTube. if you're yep. really curious. Uh, trauma actually has all of their movies on YouTube. Uh, so if you're ever interested in watching a trauma movie, chances are it's there. As far as I can tell from the comments, the one on trauma is really cut up. Uh. That's like, the one that I watched. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what I saw that you didn't see. So Did you watch one that had subtitles? No. Okay. Did you? No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ask yeah, me that Because there, there's one on there with subtitles. Oh, okay. Uh, um, no. I I, know, my I, runtime wasn't any different than some of the other ones. Um, I'm not sure. I watched a different one, and it was like three minutes longer than the one on oh. Troma, so I don't know. I, but there were work. still some weird cuts, because there was a part where they were uh, chasing... The uh, <clears throat> so there's the uh, the young guy who blew through all of his mom's money. Yeah, he ends up uh, seducing the one sister's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, and and then they end up uh, after the the sister dies, they end up kind of like running through the cellars. Yeah, and there's a part where she oh it's before they end up in the cellars the the girlfriend cuts off one of the demon's hands with a sword. Yes. Which yes. was awesome. And the fingers fall out of the ground. Yeah. And then she and then and then all of a sudden they're like, let's run and then all of a sudden it just cut to them in the cellars. Like I didn't see anything after that, but then when the demon shows back up, she says something like, You cut off my hands and you caved in my head but I didn't see the cave in my head part. Yeah, no. But for the rest of the movie, her right eye is all gone. fucked up, yeah. So yeah, I didn't I didn't actually see that part. I, so I think that there was there were some cuts made, so I looks like I have to it must have, down this it must have been like even elusive. the even the version that I saw was cut up too. So yep. I I want to try and find. I'm gonna try to track down a full version of elusive it. VHS cassette tape. There you go. That I can uh, <laughs> maybe find an uncut version on. Get a hold of uh, get a hold knows, of maybe... get a hold of Alex from Beyond the Void. He's probably got it. They probably they, you know what there might actually be a Blu-ray of this. Troma puts a lot of their movies, and That's they still true. have this one. This is one of the better ones. It might actually. I'm gonna try to track that down. Yeah, for sure. That might be a correction for next week. Um. There's some, there's some other things though about this flick that I just I absolutely adore. Like there's stupid little things that I, if you don't notice it, you don't notice it. But there's like one thing in particular that cracked me up. What is before all shit went loose? They're serving dinner, mm-hmm. and they're serving pheasant. Mm-hmm. Did they serve the pheasant on fire? Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they make no mention to it, like whatsoever. But this pheasant is completely aflame coming to the table. Well, it's like it's presentation it's like flambe you know like well no it was a pheasant bay it was it was a it was it was a fully cooked pheasant and then maybe they poured like some sherry over it just for weird and then lit it on fire no that's awesome if somebody if somebody came out and served you a a flaming bird you'd be like man that's that's fucking cool i guess it's presentation it's all presentation baby so weird to me it was so weird to me (laughs) i thought Um, it was cool i got the i got another thought when i was watching this flick too is I want a company to come along and specialize in just remaking trauma movies, but remaking them with complete like A-list actor casts and do it just for fun. Like like you just get like a whole bunch of actors that have been working for a long time or they have names or whatever and just, just fill the roles. People who are willing to do it for next to nothing and keep the budgets the same. Yeah, it's like, like don't yeah, make like it for don't fun. don't take them don't take them and 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 redo them 
No, I'll well, exact like, script, like yeah. word for word. They they have to say the exact same things, but remake them. Because it would just be funny to see like exactly. some big actors in these types of roles. And get like like Nicotero to do like the uh, effects. Oh yeah, it'd be amazing. It'd be so good. And a lot of these old trauma movies, like I feel as though you could breathe new life into some of these flicks mm-hmm. just by doing something like that. You know. But like you said, got to keep the scripts exactly the same. Yep. Don't I think it'd be don't fun. mess with them. Because then if you try and make them all real Hollywood, then you just ruin them. I agree. I agree. I, I think it'd be fun, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, is, there, I, is there much else to talk about? Uh, uh, I mean, that, let's talk about some of the deaths because that was that was kind of the... Once you really get into stuff, that's kind of the main focal point okay. of the movie. But what was your favorite? Um, <laughs> well, the one that cracked me up the most was... Um, because I, I just suddenly had all of these jokes about rim jobs and eating ass and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Because the big fat guy, he he gets stuck like trying to crawl out of a window. And the uh, the Vincent Price looking dude is like trying to help him out. And he can't get him unwedged from this hole. And then he hears the old ladies coming and he's just like, well, you're on your own. And, uh, and they come and the only thing sticking out of this, this hole in the wall is... His dude. ass and his legs, so they proceed to rip his pants open and just feast on his ass. He's literally death by rim job. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck? And the, the Vincent Price dude is just like, <laughs> just like hardcore vomiting in the corner as he's watching this. I was like, why are you watching this? Just run, dude. Just frozen <laughs> why by. Why is that the first thing that they do? What? They just go right for the asshole. Like, I don't get why that that's was the only That was the only thing available. That's where all the best like, meat rip is. Rip his legs off. Rip him apart. Do something. But the gluteus maximus, that's like, that's all, that's all, that's all good, that's all good uh, muscle right there. I guess. It's good I meat. Guess. And they're just, oh man, they're just like ripping off like sinuous, like just stringy bits and stuff. Oh, so I got the chunky bit. Oh, I got the chunky bit. Um, oh my god. There was uh there was there was some kid killing. There was. Yeah. So uh that's yeah. uh that's that's a thing that happened. <laughs> it was pretty that was pretty bold for I mean cuz this was the 80s. Yep. Yeah. I mean you, you still again, I mean, you, still, you still see like obviously there were some pretty shocking uh, child deaths more, in the eighties, but like I think there's more kid killing in the eighties in movies than there was now. Uh, I think yeah, you're probably more right. Now. Yeah, it's like nowadays it's a little bit like back it's then kind they of, just didn't give a shit. Kind of touchy, <laughs> but that that one in particular it was like kind of disturbing because mm-hmm. uh, it was this the mother this or the mother and the father they had two kids with them. Yeah, and the the little girl asked if she can get up and go to the restroom during dinner and then as she's in the restroom <laughs> that's when all the stuff happens so uh, she has huh? no idea and this horrible mother and father just take their son and run off to another room and it's like a solid like 25 minutes before they even realize oh my god we forgot our daughter so they go looking for her and uh it doesn't turn out well for uh, the daughter but i'm just putting this out here uh, to uh, avoid a correction apparently there is a blu-ray is it really? Of Rabid Grannies. Well, sure is. Buy it. I think I'm going to have to. Do it. Um, Maybe I, I, let's, you should wait and see if, because we should go to Motor City Nightmares again this year. Ooh. Because at the, uh, every trauma's the trauma there booth, again, yeah. at, behind the trauma booth, they had literally like every movie they've ever made. 
Mm-hmm. I bet you they'd have it there. I think my favorite. Uh, I think my favorite death of the uh, of the thing. It happened. It was one of the very first ones. It was right after the first transformation of of the granny, where her mouth opens with these giant teeth, and you get a, a shot. You have a shot from inside the mouth. Yeah. And I forget which character it is, but she just like shovels one of the kids basically into her mouth. Oh, not the kids. It was. Uh, or, well, it was, her it was kid, one of her kids. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was the. Uh, the woman with the girlfriend. Yes, just, just shoves her right well, into her mouth. Her, <laughs> like everybody's, everybody, like the cake comes out, and we forgot to mention the the reason the grannies turn into demons is because the uh, the black sheep of the family who doesn't show up at this thing, he's he was part of like some satanic cult, and yep. he became basically like a satanic priest, and he went to prison for a long time. Another and reason then, why it reminds me of Evil Dead because he sends as a gift this box yeah. this cursed box right not unlike a cursed book yeah or when you open it or when you read it you right. become possessed and like <laughs> they they open it up and uh and and while everybody's singing happy birthday to them it's, it's kind of cool actually like smoke starts to yeah. pour out of the box and it goes into their wine glasses so then when they cheers they go to drink the wine and then that's when they become possessed and uh all the people at the table are doing a really weird chant for the the uh the butler to bring out a knife for the cake. Yeah. I was like, how'd you guys all learn this chant so quickly about it? <laughs> like a totally obscure chant about bringing a knife out for a cake. It was weird. But then that's when you start to see the one granny's uh, finger turn into a long, uh, yep, like yep. a long talon. And then she just, nobody thinks this is weird at first. She just reaches up and she goes, ah, and she chops the cake in half. And everybody's just kind of like, oh, okay. But then all of a sudden her hand reaches out and goes like 10 feet down the table and grabs one of the chicks mm-hmm. by the face and drags her all the way back and then she just it's awesome and then she eats her entire head it's which is fantastic. really cool it was a really cool effect scene too um trying to think of uh, another one of my favorite things is that one of them uh puts on a full suit of armor i was just going to say that i was literally just about to say that yep because <laughs> the, the uh I, I, i'm just i don't know i, I can't remember character names so i'm just gonna ref- i'm gonna keep it's referring all, character names are almost pointless in yeah this movie. yeah you're, that's it really not doesn't matter that it. much like the i'm just gonna keep referring to him as the the vincent price looking guy sure sure but he's uh he's blasting one of the grannies with a shotgun which apparently holds like 75 shells because he just keeps shooting keeps shooting and uh, he's like, he completely like blows out her chest and stomach, but she's just on the floor laughing about it. Mm-hmm. And then the other granny comes from like running from down the hall and she's wearing a full <laughs> knight's suit of armor <laughs> holding I a sword. Was, I thought that was going to be one of the other people that were alive still, like trying to come fight. Nope. Nope. It was the granny because it starts from the, the ground up. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know who it is at first. He's like, oh, but what the fuck? Like, why is the <laughs> demon wearing a, a suit of armor? <laughs> and she comes and just hacks all of his limbs off and then picks him up with a, oh, was it a battle axe? She had a battle yeah. axe. She chops all of his limbs up and then like stabs it into his crotch <laughs> and lifts him up to the ceiling and then just throws him down a flight of stairs. Just a torso. And he's still alive. Yep. yep. <laughs> that it's, was a great it's, scene. It's pretty awesome. Um, okay, before we go ahead and ruin every scene, I think uh, it's uh, safe to say that you should just watch Rabbit Green because yeah. it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's it's um it, it in the world of in the world of low budget monster romps, it's a peach. No, like I said, I <laughs> I genuinely like I liked this so movie. And it's not because it was like it's so bad it's good type of like. No, it was actually like was I actually really, just really like. I it went wasn't in, a good movie, no, but it was no, no. oddly enjoyable. Yeah, like That's, I went into it thinking, oh, this is just gonna be a pile of yep. shit, 
and then I like found myself really laughing a few times yep. and like yep. really enjoying the effects and stuff like that. So yeah, I had a damn good time yeah, watching me it. Me too. Me too. Cool. All right. So the uh, the second flick that we watched to uh, put a shining light on the the great grannies of our lives mm. uh, was a flick from 2015 uh, by uh, a man directed by Nam Nam. A man named M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Don't do it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I only do it because I know you hate it. I hate that joke so M. much. M. Night Shyamalan, a movie called The Visit. The Visit. This is a movie that uh, when it came out, people would not stop talking about this flick. They loved it so much. They, But they didn't want to admit it. A lot of people didn't want to admit yeah, it. Yeah. Because, let's be, let's be honest. It became cool to hate M. Night Shyamalan. Which I've never quite I've understood. never understood it either. It's um, dumb. This was my first time seeing it. I don't know if you've seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, no. This I Back when I saw trailers and stuff for it, I was like, oh, man, i got to see this. It looks. It, it yeah. actually looked like it genuinely looked really, scary. Really I, mean, I was hearing footage. great reviews. It's, uh, well, it's, sort docu- of, it's, it's documentary sort of, yeah, style. Yeah, it's, it's docu-f- docu-found or whatever you want to call it. Docu-found? Docu-found. Yeah, Docu sure. footage. Okay. I, I got nothing. Um, okay, so two siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behavior while visiting them on vacation. Now, this one, we won't give away all of the... We'll try not to. No, we won't. Let's let's just try okay. not to. Okay, just fine. in case, because it's still relatively new. Okay. And if people haven't seen not, it, we, we won't give away, like, give the away big ending or anything like twist. that. The big twist. What a twist. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, M. Night Shyamalan, you know you're going to get a twist at some point. I... I th- okay. I guess yeah. I wanted to say something. I'm not. I can't say it though. I'll say it to, I'll say it to you off uh, off air. Okay. Uh, off mic here. But, Can you um, say it in vague terms? Uh, the twist is not what I thought it was. Really? Yeah. Twist was not what I thought it was. Unfortunately, I knew what the twist was already. Did you? Yes. Oh, see, there you go. But regardless of that, I still enjoyed the movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, I um I uh, did not. You didn't like it. I, I'm, I, it's weird for me to say it. I, I went into this one. Uh, I watched this one first, and I, and I go, oh, sweet, sweet. Finally, I'm watching the visit. I've heard so much about everyone that I know love this movie. And I, I was actually texting Vito while, uh, while watching it because I told him I was watching it. And he was like, oh, dude, I wish I was rewatching it. And this and that. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't like it straight up, which is oh. weird because I like almost every single M Night movie. Tell me why. I even liked Lady in the Water, which people panned. Um, I Tell just, me why you didn't like this movie. I thought the I thought the, the two kids were absolutely insufferable. First off, they're terrible. They're absolutely awful, uh, and it wasn't even just their acting. It was the way their characters were written. Uh, they were not believable. They were not. Uh, they were not normal kids. They were not. I went into it. I went into it uh, thinking that at first. Until I until I started uh, once I got into the movie like and they they make mention of a few things like they even they know that they're not normal kids no and they I even, know that. like there's there's parts where they address that like they're they're uh, to avoid the grandparents at one point in time they're like outside playing this and they say this is how play. normal kids play like they don't really know how to be that. normal kids they're but both they're... very intelligent. To the, me, though, they were not—they were not identify like not. I didn't identify with their characters as being kids, even if they were weird kids. Because you're like, not intelligent. It just no. It, <laughs> they just—it just wasn't to me. It wasn't written well. It wasn't like mm, these. I, I disagree. Don't know. Not to mention, though, for being a docu type found footage type movie, uh, they broke they broke the the one of the cardinal rules of why are you still filming this, and why is the camera running right now? It makes no sense. Like the camera was. 
why would they leave the camera running in their room in a dark room while they were sleeping? It doesn't make sense. Uh, I disagree, just because the 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 whole setup of this movie is uh, these two kids, their mother uh, fell in love with the wrong guy when mm-hmm. she was young, and she ended up getting in a fight with her parents over it and leaving home. So she hasn't seen the parents in like 15 years. So the the grandparents don't know their their grandchildren. Uh, they don't know them. And uh, they've finally convinced their mom, because she's had a, a long, hard life as a, sure. as a single mom, they've finally convinced her to go on this trip with her new boyfriend. And uh, and they're going to go stay with the grandparents so that they can finally meet them. And the, the young girl is an aspiring filmmaker. So she decides that she wants to turn this whole, uh, this whole experience into a documentary. Yeah. That's, that, to me, is the excuse for why are you still filming this. No, and I get it, but there are sometimes there there are some scenes where it just it just doesn't make sense that there's a camera rolling. Like what? It, like, like I said, when they're sleeping, like like he like the brother's sound asleep, she's putting her head down, ready to go to sleep, and the camera is still filming for some reason. It just doesn't make sense. Even if you're if, even if you're filming a documentary, this is before things got weird. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. When? It was before. It was before they they really understood, and she for the longest time was making excuses for the odd behavior, so she wouldn't have thought that it was crazy. But she, they still, the very first night, the odd behavior started to happen. So I think by the second or third night, they started to set the camera up in their room so that they could kind of document document what was happening. Because uh, they weren't, like, basically one of the rules of the grandparents was don't come out of your room after 9.30. Yeah. That's when we go to sleep, so don't come out of your room. And when they started to hear the weird sounds and stuff... Because she had uh, artistic integrity, she didn't want to set up a camera just randomly somewhere in the house because she thought that that was too voyeuristic. Yeah. So she set up a camera in the bedroom to get kind of a point of view of what they were experiencing inside their room at night. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I kind of get it. It just didn't seem, it just seemed a little bit far-fetched to me. And it was distracting. I don't well, know. Well, you, you watch, I mean, you watch tons of documentaries. You know that there are, like... When it comes to actually, when it comes to actually, uh, think about it, like people, people spend a couple years sometimes, sometimes even like 10 years making a documentary. Yeah. And some of the, like the, the shots that they get, some of the most random tiny little shots that you don't even really think about when you're watching a documentary, but they totally make the documentary what it is. Yeah. I don't know. That's the type of stuff. Like you wouldn't really... You wouldn't really think, as a person who doesn't make documentaries, you wouldn't think to film certain things, but that's why documentary makers are as good as they are because you're they not, think not, to film those things. You're not wrong. I, it, like, I don't know. I, <clears throat> because, I, I just didn't because like would it. This, I, I just didn't like would it. Would this movie? Would this movie? If you were, if you were looking, because I, I kept, I kept trying to separate myself from the idea of this being like a narrative. And and turn and, and like trying to watch it as an acu- actual documentary. If you imagine like you ca- came across this movie as an actual documentary, okay, and you watched it, your mind would be completely okay. blown by it, right? But would it be the would it be the same if it didn't have all those shots from inside the room at night? Think about it as a documentary. Don't think about it as a M Night Shyamalan movie. Think about it, it as a still documentary. I don't know. It still, to me, just doesn't make. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. It just doesn't. It just didn't. Even if you're thinking about it as a documentary. Yes. 
because of that because of that case the, the acting from the kids is fucking terrible why it, it just this is they're not believable they're not believable characters at all I don't care if they're like like genius kids or whatever they're just not I don't know I, I didn't like them you're not gonna convince me that I, you're not gonna convince me to like it okay that's fine I agree to disagree Fair I enough. I, th I thought that they were uh, not not unbelievable I mean you don't come ac you don't come across a lot of kids like this but there also, are kids out there like that I also think that this movie could have been more effective had it not been found footage uh, which is weird because I love found footage movies and I love docu footage mm -hmm. movies. I just thought this, the narrative though might have been able to have been played out a little bit better had it not been shown from that style. Um, mm, nah, I just don't I, think it was the right choice for this for this movie. Nah, That's all. I, I disagree once again. But. Fair enough. <laughs> We're, we are allowed to disagree. <laughs> no, we are not. Let's talk about what we liked about the movie. Though. How about that? Nothing. I hated it all. All right. Uh, well, this has been the Buzzkill podcast, and uh... we'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Big gulp, eh? <laughs> uh, well, well. First of all, to 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 uh, to really bring to the forefront what we're talking about tonight, the yep. grandmother, yes, um, played by uh, what is her name? Um, Grandma. Uh, Deanna Deanna Dunnigan. She's creepy. I'll give her that. Uh, man, she was. She is creepy. She was scary as hell. Like I. Uh, like the grandfather was pretty creepy at, at at some points too, but like as far as all the big scares and stuff go, the the grandmother had it locked down. She really, really did. And I thought she was awesome. She moved really quickly and agilely. She really, she was and agile. agile. That's not and a agilely. Agi nope, none of that. She's a very she agile. She was very agile. <laughs> very agile old woman <laughs> with agility. Uh, <laughs> did, now you watch The Exorcist. Do you recognize her from The Exorcist? No. She's Mother Bernadette. From the Exorcist. Oh wow! Okay, I would never have recognized her ever, not in a million years. Hmm. Wait, do you, you're talking about the TV know? show? Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you were do you know about who I'm talking about? Mother Bernadette. Uh, yes, yes, I do. She okay. was, uh, she was a mute, I believe. Well, she took a vow of silence, and she wouldn't talk to him on the TV show. Oh, okay. Um, so she wasn't a mute. Then. No, she wasn't a mute. <laughs> you think she is at first, though, because you don't realize that she had taken. Oh, a vow okay. Of silence. All right. Um, uh, yeah, man, I thought she was awesome in this movie, though. Like so creepy. Yeah, she was. She was extremely effective in giving you the creeps and mm -hmm. and just wow what were uh like as far as her being freaky what were some of your favorite parts as far as her being freaky yeah. um when she would sit down for an interview uh like they would bring up her, uh, her daughter mm -hmm. and uh she would literally just go crazy yeah. like she would literally go nuts and and that that part was believable the grandparents themselves mm -hmm. were very good they're very believable that that you know they that maybe there's these two senile old old people that maybe shouldn't be caring for kids yeah <laughs> like they that's extremely effective and she is creepy to the max mm -hmm. um i know we're talking about grand uh, grannies are here but the but the grandpa had a really creepy scene too uh, where she, uh, the, the the granddaughter finds him in the shed and he claims mm. he's cleaning a gun, but when she first walks in, he's like, got it in his mouth or, yeah. like, cl or close to his head. And he goes, oh, I'm just cleaning it, I'm just cleaning it. It's like, yeah. whoa, that was weird. <laughs> which <laughs> Super odd. Which it kind of makes me wonder, like, because it, it seemed like, uh, it seemed like ultimately the grandma and the grandpa had sort of a plan the whole time. Like, was he yes. just, was he well, just kind of like, was I he just kind of like walking on the razor's edge, or was he like actually gonna do it? I think she, um, she's more full boat crazy than he was. Mm -hmm. I think he went in and out because he kind of seemed like he 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 was he was the man with the plan. 
you know, uh, towards the end when you uh, when you know what's what. Uh, well, he he mentioned the plan, but when you when you go back and you pay attention to what had actually happened, like what those two characters had done earlier in their lives, uh, she was the one that really did like the horrible things. True. Well, because she's also legitimately crazy though like so yeah. she would do the horrible things like she's the one that's a bit more off of a rocker than, than he is yeah um um it, it, so the the working title of this movie was called sundowning oh I didn't know which that. i i think is is that a real thing sundowning is a real thing okay um and uh and that's what that's kind of why the so when the kids end up coming out of their room past 9 30 they see their grum- grandmother doing all these really strange things. Grem- their gremlin? Their gremlin. <laughs> gremlin grandmother. <laughs> Don't feed her past midnight because she gets weird. Or 9.30. Or 9.30. When they come out of the house past 9.30, and it's like it's like a like a atomic clock, too. Like, as soon as 9.30 hits, mm-hmm. grandma goes nuts. Yeah. And and the grandfather explains that uh, the doctors have um, have told us that it's, it's called sundowning. Like, she... She kind of passed nine or passed uh, past sundown. Like yeah, these, all these strange things started mm-hmm. to happen. He, he explained. He explains. Well, she suffers. You know, we're old, and she suffers from this. And there's one point in time where when where uh, where the grandma's like, "We've really disappointed you, kids." You know, that's what I really loved because and, this and, whole time you're watching the behavior of these two people, and you're like, "Why are you still staying? Like, yeah. get out of there as soon as you can. Yeah. Call the cops or something." But both the grandparents come come morning they are both so sweet and apologetic they're like oh you must be so disappointed to find out that we're you know we're kind of getting old and like, yeah it, it must people, it must really disappoint you and the kids are like well but people no, come it's by okay. the house people come by the house and they talk very highly of their grandparents mm-hmm. and how they help out in the community and this that and you know and so like, they're loved they're beloved people right they're just they're they're very I don't know. They wanted to be better people, I suppose. Right. Or they wanted to make a different impression to have a different experience with these kids, you right. know, or, or something. Um, there was one part that was meant to be extremely scary, and that was when they were playing hide and seek under the deck. You didn't find that I scary? I didn't find scary at all. Yeah. Crazy. I just, I don't know. Like I said, this uh, not to go back into it because we're, we're we're past that. But like, I just, it, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. We're past what? Me not liking it, and you telling me telling me that I'm an idiot. We're past it. We can do more of that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I actually thought that part was pretty scary. Yeah, I don't know. It just but didn't... that's that's just because like once again, like I said, I early on in the movie, I decided to mentally get myself in a in a headspace where I'm I was watching this as a documentary. Yeah. And if and you I, came, I and like it, I said, but... if you came across a documentary on Netflix and decided to watch it, and you saw this type of behavior in a real life setting. Yeah. It, it would scare the shit out of you. Yeah, I I guess if if I knew that it was real, I guess it would have a different inclination. I don't know. That's why it's that's why it's shot documentary style. It makes it more realistic because if it was shot narrative style, would that scene have scared you? Probably maybe, probably not, right? Because it didn't scare if it didn't been, scare you in this context, it wasn't going to scare you. There's been other movies though that did similar things that were more scary to me. Yeah. You know, I didn't jump. Like I kind of saw it coming. I was like, "Oh, okay." Like <laughs> I knew I knew it was coming because they showed that part in the trailer. Oh, okay. But I I still thought it was really scary. Yeah. I don't know. I well cuz also too, I I it I like 
I used to do that kind of stuff when I was younger. Like I would crawl under the the deck in uh, in my uh, my aunt and uncle's yard. Mm-hmm. So there's that whole space to run around under there. And if I if I was a little kid, and some old lady was like not just crawling, but crawling very fast, and even like at times it seemed like she was almost doing like a like a four legged gallop yeah. toward them. That shit's scary. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. know. So. Were there so? It's right, it's right after that scene, though. That uh, there's a full moon tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's why I mentioned the granny not wearing panties. <laughs> and that's that's where you first like you start like there's something not quite right. Well, here. <laughs> yeah, you 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 start to see some weird sort of uh, behavior from the grandparents. But as soon as that scene is over, that's when you really get the sense that grandma's like off her rocker a little yeah. bit because she comes out from underneath this. Uh, from un- underneath the house, basically, where they were playing hide-and-seek, and the kids are running for their lives. Like, they're completely freaked out by this, but when she comes out, she just, like, stands up and wipes her knees off, and she's laughing like they were just having a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And then she turns to walk back to the house, and she's completely torn the back of her skirt open, <laughs> and you can just see her butt hanging out, and she doesn't even know it, doesn't doesn't care. She's mentioning like, something about like dinner or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's like, like well, we're having we're having roast for dinner or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just turns and walks back inside. Kids are totally just freaked out. Like, what like, the what fuck? What was that? Um, yeah. Did, okay. Well, here's another thing. Um, do you think that it's weird weird for the mother to send the kids off, not having talked to her parents in? 15 years she yeah. just carts them off without knowing where they're going who she's meeting like yeah great parenting 101 <laughs> I mean, and, and she skypes them so i guess there's that but like right <laughs> i don't know it, it seems like a little bit of bad parenting there yeah you would think uh, you would think there's there's got to be some other person in your life that if you're going on a trip for a week there's got to be some other person in your life that you can send your kids to to or s- to stay for a while. Or okay, my kids really want to meet my parents. I've had this long-standing feud. I will suck it up, and make contact, and at least talk to them so that the kids can go. Exactly. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> just, just it just seems like an odd thing for a parent to send her thirteen and fifteen-year-old or however old they are kids to. Well, and she probably. I imagine she had called and talked to the grandparents on the phone prior to this. Otherwise, how would you set it up? Yeah, I suppose that's true. I didn't think about that. But I suppose that's true. But still, I mean, you're you're sending your kids off to strangers. stay with these. Uh, yeah, yeah, essentially strangers. You, don't, you, don't you haven't how, seen them in a decade know, and a half. You don't know how they live, their what their house is like, and right. they, if they live next to a crack house, if like, or maybe hoarders, like they became or, hoarders or yeah. something. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the best parenting it in the really, world. It really, really doesn't. But, um, yeah. But, but she also doesn't seem like the type of mom that has her shit all together either so yeah. well i mean i mean she doesn't seem like she didn't have it together she i don't know seemed i don't know well, she, she seemed fine it's just that one bit of bad parenting yeah. <laughs> is really all it was uh i was kind of I, I i don't think i remembered from the trailer that Catherine hahn was the the mom so that kind of surprised me what was she from she looks so familiar uh, she's been not place she's her. been in a ton, ton of stuff mostly comedy roles she's in a lot of the uh uh who the hell makes like Anchorman? She was in Anchorman. Oh, okay. Uh, she was in. Oh yes, I know. Okay, okay, I know. She was exactly in Bad Moms. Yep. She was in yep. uh, Parks and Recreation. Yep. Uh, yep. Tons I know, of stuff. I know yeah. exactly who you're talking about now. Um, that would be precisely where I know her from. Who makes those movies though? Like the like uh, Step Brothers, uh, Talladega Nights, Dude, and uh, Adam McKay, my man. Anchorman. Yeah, oh, Adam yeah, McKay. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. Um, anyway, uh, you know what, though? What? Hey, we're going to take a quick powwow. And we're back. All right. So we just took five. Yeah. And uh, we've decided that it's kind of difficult to to properly... It's kind of hard to talk about this movie without... Without, without the twist. <laughs> without the twist. So so we're going to give you an out. We know we, we said we weren't going to say it, but uh, we're yes. going to. So we're going to give you five seconds to turn this off, go watch the movie, and then come back. Yeah. And then... Uh, oh. Oh, oh okay, he's counting. Done. He's counting. Done. All right. So we're just gonna we're just gonna go ahead and give away the end of this movie because it will make it more fun for us to talk about if I, we can just talk about the twist. I, I wanted to use the uh, the the audio portion of this uh -huh. for the intro to the episode. I go, I can't do that because it literally just gives it away. <laughs> like even if we haven't said anything yet, that's a dick move. Just give it right away. Um, so here's the thing. You think that these grandparents are crazy or whatever. Like, oh, that's the twist. They're crazy. What you think is the twist and what I thought was the twist was that this was supposed to be that the kids got shipped over to like Hansel and Gretel or something like that. And I think that's the way like fairy, like, 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 like the grandparents were uh, like the kids get put into the oven and they bake oh, them. Like you, like, oh, like all fairy yeah. tale. Like I thought at was... one point the grandma asked the girl to get in the oven yeah, and like I, clean the oven for you. Yeah. Exactly, and I thought that that was going to be the twist. Uh -huh. and I think that that's how it was marketed too. I feel like it was to, oh to, yeah, like something and something at uh, grandmother's house we go. I think uh, they use that in part of the promo. Did they? And so it's like yeah, so they use that. And when I, as soon as I started seeing the the oven stuff, I go, that's the twist. The twist is that like they that they're. The reason that their mother doesn't go to see them anymore is because the her parents killed kids and ate them or something like that. Like she was the daughter of of the the witch or something. I I don't, I don't know what I thought it was, but <laughs> I was going to say something. if the mother had that knowledge and you it, it, and you thought <laughs> that's what it was, parenting. why would she send her kids off? <laughs> Maybe she was in on it. I don't to know. These evil old people. I didn't. I I thought there was a twist. Like whatever. That not not even close to being what the what the twist was. Yeah. Do you want to give away what the the twist was? Okay, so the twist is boom. Uh, it's not the grand. It's not the real grandparents. Those aren't your grandparents. Which that that's like the the mom, uh, in that situation. I guess she. I guess she reacted appropriately. She reacted but I would be in a little. Shock. I think I would be a little more freaked well, out. I think there's there's two different there's two different ways you could react. You could be in shock. And be completely like beside yourself and not know what to do. So you kind of clam up and like you're just kind of freaking out. Or there's lose your shit, start screaming like crazy. She was the former. Uh, you know, she's like she was like, oh, uh, uh, stay there. I'm gonna call the cops. Oh fuck, they're not picking up. Uh, uh, get out of the house, whatever you do. I'm gonna go. Like I gotta mention something about that real quick because it's something I didn't even notice and, and I actually read this earlier. So uh, the kids were driving through town with the grandfather earlier in the movie. And they say, hey, hey, uh, hey, Pop Pop, we play this game where we, we point at a random building. Like, I point at this building, and then he's got to say who works in that building and what we think they do. Yeah. And uh, and and so one of them points at a police station, and she goes, that's a police station, and there's a guy uh, named Jerry who works there, but he doesn't really do anything, and he never answers the phone. Yeah. Then when the mom calls the police station later, she doesn't get an answer. She gets the voicemail, and it says that Officer Jerry can't pick up right now. 
Did oh, you that's notice weird. that? No. So it you're actually right, though. It, it it actually was exactly what the the kid said it was. You're right. You're that's right. That's pretty hilarious. That is kind of weird. I didn't. Uh, that's not my own pickup. I I read that online. So don't don't give me any credit for that one. <laughs> that's cool though. That's cool. Like it it, it once you realize what uh, the twist is, though, there's so many things that make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I mean, granted, they give us away afterwards, but the two people that come to the house looking for the grandparents, oh, they were supposed to come by this weekend, they didn't make it. Even though both people said they didn't make it, it didn't even dawn on me because I figured the grandparents just didn't go because the kids were in town. Like, it didn't <clears> even <throat> dawn on me until afterwards. They're arguing. The one woman's arguing with them outside because she knows who the fuck are these people. Right. Well, no, she knew who they were. <clears throat> oh, she did. She did. Oh, see, I didn't even pick on that. Like, this is, so... I'm much more lively now that I can talk about yeah, the twist. Yeah, I, I shouldn't <laughs> I was have, at I, a loss for words before, though, because I'm like, I don't know how to talk about this I shouldn't without... Have denied, I shouldn't have denied you this this pleasure earlier. I'm sorry. Um, no, so the one guy shows up, and uh, the one guy shows up and, and says that he's he's from uh, Maple Shade. Is that uh, the, I think it was Maple Shade, yeah. Maple Shade is like the name yeah. of the mental institution that the grandmother, grandfather volunteer at yeah. they have they're like uh they're counselors and they go and they just like you know they talk to people and help them out and both of the people that show up at the house to find the grandparents when they show up at the front door the grandparents are conveniently Gone. somewhere else yeah and so the kids say oh no they're around here somewhere but they went out for a walk or something and both the people say oh well i know that they both love gossip so they didn't show up for their last shift like just make sure they call me because there's like been some crazy sure sure crazy uh drama going on at maple shade uh drama and two people escaping are two vastly different things yeah (laughs) like yeah like that's not drama that's like that's lock everything down and let's find these nut jobs kind of thing you know what i mean Yep. And uh, so I, I feel like if two volunteers kinda, don't show up and there's two people that are missing, though, they probably would have want, came over there sooner. Right. You would think so. <laughs> At least just to cross that off. The, you know, I wish I wish I had gone into this the way that you did, having like no knowledge of the actual twist, because mm-hmm. I, I even though I did like the movie, I I enjoyed it less because of the fact that I knew it was coming. Because if I like you said, you had no idea when these two people were at the door like, talking even, about what who they were looking for like you didn't know that they... it just didn't dawn on me yeah, yeah. like even at the very end when like right before um then this is after i think the kids know this is after the kids know that they're not their grandparents mm-hmm. i was still still sort of expecting that whole fairy tale twist like when uh when the grandpa like shits his pants like you heard in the <laughs> beginning and he gets up when they're playing yahtzee mm-hmm. and the grandmother starts going crazy or whatever she's like piling cookies Stuffing in her mouth cookies in her and mouth he gets and up, shit. like i for some reason i still thought maybe she was like a witch or something like that she was crazy as mm-hmm. shit but she was like a witch and yeah. he was going to like prepare something like it was still going to be like this dark fairy tale kind of thing i still was thinking that well because with m night Shyamalan, that wouldn't be completely out oh, of the realm of possibility exactly um, I, I I thought that they covered like the grandparents, even though they were completely nuts out. They covered up their tracks really well. Yeah, because the kid kept seeing the grandfather walking out into the shed, this like weird shed on the edge of the property, with these um, uh, plastic bags full of something, and he oh. he decides to follow him one day, and he walks in and he 
goes to the back of the shed where there's this pile of these these bags and he w goes to pick something up and it's just a mound of shitty diapers like oh. adult diapers and the kid has a germ fetish or the, the kid germ is a germ fetish. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts rubbing them all over his body oh, I like to oh my god i like to smell oh, like i just dive first at it, take it and just brush my fingernails <laughs> knock it off the kid did get legitimately shit faced oh, the oh god oh, that so was gross. so mean oh my god like what an if asshole! I mean, you mean lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but they covered their tracks really well because, like, that's that's a weird thing to just pile yeah. up shitty diapers. But then, but then he goes. But then the the grandma he like runs out of the shed and the grandma's standing there. Yeah. And then she sits him down and and, and explains to him. She's like, "Your grandfather's a very proud man." This is and why I think they both were going in and out of craziness, though, because it's like they know enough to lie about it, and they know enough to be normal when they need to be normal. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think it, it goes in and out. I mean, they're crazy. Right. That's kind of what happens when you're crazy. Yeah. You don't, you don't always... They know they're crazy, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. They you... know they're crazy because they make excuses for it. Yes. You know, like, they're not caught off guard by it. They know exactly what they're lying about and how to cover their tracks to the kids. Which, their their actual motivation uh, suggests, I mean, yes, they are batshit crazy, uh -huh. but their motivation behind everything that they're doing is more more lucid. Like, it's it's more, like, death culty kind of. You death culty? I don't know if I get that. Well, I their whole idea, so another twist, sorry. Uh, and, and another spoiler is that they ultimately, like, uh, the grandmother, who's not the actual grandmother, it comes to light that she has, she actually had two kids in the past, mm -hmm. and she drowned them in a suitcase in the bottom of a lake. I see, I saw all that because, was crazy talk. Because she thought that that was, because she thought that that was a portal, like, once you drown in the lake, that was a portal to this other, like, beautiful planet that mm -hmm. you could go live on. So... What they ultimately wanted to do was take the two kids out to this well in the woods and drown them in the well, mm -hmm. and send them was, to, to this other planet. It's very much like um, what's the uh, Heaven's Gate almost. That's why I'm saying it's yeah. kind of death cult yeah, in okay, a way. I like, guess uh, I can see it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can, she's batshit crazy, but I suppose I can see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, so was uh, so so were all the people in like the Hale Bop. Was that, that, was, was, that, that was that was that Heaven's Gate? Gate? Yeah. yeah, I mean those people are nuts too, but yeah. they're, they're nuts in like a brainwash sort yeah, of way. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. These ones are just nuts because they're nutty. Oh, but like, <laughs> but but she like, and it was uh, toward the end of the movie is when she really started to get scary, and yeah. I was at this point I had uh, I had moved into my bedroom and I was watching it like on an iPad and so it was dark in the room, and there was a part where. It turns 9.30, mm -hmm. and this was after that Yahtzee part, the Yahtzee! Yahtzee! And the, the camera pans over to the grandma, and she's just standing in the middle of the room with one hand, like, mm -hmm. way above her head, like, in this weird, unnatural position. And the grandpa just kind of takes her. He's like, I need to get her to her room, yeah. you know, because she's sundowning. Yep. And the kid's just sitting there, like, freaking out. <laughs> and uh, And then when she ends up in that room... He, he puts her in her bedroom, and then he takes the, the young girl and puts her in the same room as Grandma. Yeah. And she, all she has to work with is the small light on her camera, and she kind of starts panning across the room, and you just see the Grandma, like, just standing there. One of the most frightening images to me in the world 
is because it probably reminds me of like witches and to me witches like that's that's a scary image mm-hmm. and like she's just panning across the room and you just see the grandma like not facing the camera yeah yeah and then every once in a while she'll move somewhere and then yeah she eventually starts to kind of like toy with the girl where she crawls under the bed and then she's like reaching up after her and stuff but then one of the scariest parts to me was the girl would it's like she was trying to find her way out of the room so she would turn the camera away from the grandma which mm-hmm. is like i was like don't keep your light on her like what the hell are you doing <laughs> and then she would pan back and every time she would pan back the grandma would be a little bit closer yep. to her just yep. staring at her i was like <laughs> that's so scary yeah the, like I said, there, there, I'm not going to say that there weren't there weren't parts in this movie that were effective. Yeah. Because there were. Mm-hmm. The, the the second half of the movie, to me, was after the twist, was a, a gajillion times better than everything that came before it. Yeah. Um, and so once it got into that, it, it all worked a lot better for me because then there's reason for everything to be happening. Right. Reason for, you know, the cameras to, con- you know, continuously be running and this and that. Um, there was nothing more frightening, though, than the, than the, the time when uh, they hold the uh they're they're skyping their mom mm-hmm. and and uh the, the and, and another thing that i didn't really i mean i sort of realized at first but like the uh grandma messed up the camera the front camera on the computer yeah she so said she, she said she see. had like spilled because the grandma's always cooking and baking and stuff yeah. she said she had spilled some batter on it yeah and which then is, she tried to clean it off with some oven cleaner yeah yeah and she scratched it up or something like that and yeah. the uh well the daughter was smart enough to get off whatever it was that she put on there and they hold the the computer up to the window to say look at uh look at look at look this is what grand the grandparents are doing now mm-hmm. and my heart dropped i'm not kidding when she goes those those aren't your grandparents mm-hmm. like even though i should have seen it coming from a gajillion miles away yeah. <laughs> i for whatever reason just didn't see it coming uh-huh. and my heart just goes whoa <laughs> it just sunk in my oh chest my God. yeah it was pretty it was a pretty pretty crazy but, um i guess uh, to go back to one of the things that you said about getting shit-faced because this is kind of where the movie wraps up and I, I actually like the rap on this movie uh one of the parts with the kid in particular because he's kind of frozen in fear and he addresses this side of his behavior earlier in the movie. Yeah. Not only that he's a germaphobe, but also he tells a story about when he was in Pee Wee football and he was playing safety and the running back got through mm-hmm. and he had to make a tackle, but he froze. Yeah. Like everybody was screaming at him and he just froze solid. He couldn't do anything he's about it. He's full of germs. I'm not touching. <laughs> and the grandpa, the grandpa is just kind of like just kind of like getting in his face and stuff in the kitchen and the kid has at this point dropped the camera behind him and the grandpa walks up to him with one of the shitty diapers and he goes he goes you got a problem with germs don't you and he just smashes the (laughs) shitty diaper in his face i was like oh my god and at that point not not yet at that point but the kid I love the fact that he just like loses his loses mind at shit. the end. Yeah, he he becomes like insane for a brief. He does. Yeah. And I love that part. Like cuz the the sister deals with the grandma, then she comes out to confront the grandpa and he ends up throwing her to the floor and the kid just sees red after that. Like yeah. he goes back to that that part of him that froze playing football and he like in his mind he literally goes back to that 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 scene. And he charges at the grandpa, and after he knocks the grandpa into the counter and, like, the grandpa falls to the ground, the kid turns around and he starts screaming about 
like basically what his coach would be screaming yeah, yeah. at him on the football field. Like he smashes into the grandpa and then he goes, he goes, uh, <laughs> keep your eyes on the runner. Yeah. Keep your <laughs> eyes on the runner. And he starts like, like pounding on the counter mm-hmm. and the grandpa starts to get up again and he goes and he hits him again and he's like, wrap his arms, wrap <laughs> his arms. And then he goes over and he kills the grandpa by smashing his head in the, uh, the refrigerator yeah, like it, 10 it, times <laughs> but even after he does that he's still just completely yeah. losing like his the mind the sister has to basically like restrain, restrain him restrain him and and yeah keep him under and wraps and right around that time that's when the cops are finally like, yeah. showing up and they it's a pretty, pretty I, epic ending actually but i i like i i like the way that it was all cut together because you the girl obviously they they got through this this whole scenario and like i said i was kind of watching it at this point like it was a real documentary so they they did the big reunion with the mom outside, and the music was queued yeah. up and everything. And I don't know. I'll, I'll still, I'll still argue with you that after all that traumatic stuff, that daughter is not thinking about a camera. She's just not. I don't, I don't care how good of a documentary filmmaker you are. You're, you're just. You're just, especially, you're just not, as a kid, as a kid you've, especially. You've seen documentaries about people in they're war. They're not made by kids. Huh? I'm not trying to sell the kids short, but they're not made by kids either, though. You are selling the kids short, you well, whatever, I guess I am. I don't know. Like I, don't you, know. I, I, I know it's far-fetched, but you've seen documentaries about people, guys, guys who are in trenches being fired upon over in like Afghanistan and well, stuff sure, and they sure, keep their but... cameras rolling. They don't have anything to protect them except for a, a helmet and... In a sure, vest, and they're still it's, they're still rolling cameras on some of the worst things that are going on around them. You know, you're not wrong, and I have no interest in resparking that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but I still disagree with you. No, that's um, that's fine. So that was that was the visit from 2015. Yeah, M Night Shyamalan. Uh, check it out. Uh, don't take my word for it. Hell, don't take his word for it. Yeah, and Just, it, uh, and you probably <laughs> at this point you don't need to if you haven't already seen it and you decided to stick around and listen to this whole thing. <laughs> you don't need to see it, but. Uh, but watch it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, that was fun. It's a little earlier of an episode for uh it's our it's our, our gift to you. You have you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna lose out on a half an hour of us yeah, probably, rambling this week. Probably for the best. I think I think our last episodes have been like two hours and ten minutes a piece or something yeah. like that. So <laughs> So we'll wrap her early. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, Ju- <laughs> Justin and Mike have both been here literally all day doing their thing in the studio, so I was doing my thing. He was doing his thing yeah. separately. Separately. And then you and then you touched your things together and made beautiful other things happen. We we like morphed into Megazords. <laughs> Put a shit. I, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Buzzed Kill PC. You can also find us on iTunes. Leave us a. 17 star rating uh and leave us a comment uh with your grandmother's very best pie recipe Mm. that's what we want this week yeah actually that would be lovely yes and if you want to find jay raj you can find me on all social media at ocean recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs Uh, i can i can say i can say from experience they are quite fantastic oh well thank you (laughs) my pleasure good job jay all right guys until next week cheers boys cheers